Good morning. It is Monday, August 29th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Okay, since we last talked, President Biden decided to test his authority by erasing school loans for some students. The U.S. Navy cruised through the Strait of Taiwan. Scouts on the Pro Farmer Crop Tour traveled more than 30,000 miles through seven tour states. College football started, and the Cubs and the Nationals continued to lose. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory, Jim Wiesmeyer, pro former policy analyst. How are you this morning, Jim? I feel great because my back is totally mended. It wound up being a muscle spasm that I don't want to ever have again. Okay, well, that's good. I will admit to not being completely healed up from crop tour yet. Still a little <laughs> stiff and sore from uh, from the miles traveled, but but we're doing okay here this morning. So it got a lot of good media coverage uh, from yeah. the biggies to the uh, uh, ag uh, ag specialties, things like that. So you know, kudos to y'all. Yeah, yeah. I, I just to to put a summary on on a couple of things here, Jim. Honestly, I think it was the most. Im- <clears throat> it, it was one of. It, there's a handful of crop tours when I look back over the last 30 years that I think, wow, that was a really important crop tour. And this one fits in, in the top five easily. Why do you say that? Because of the impact that the tour had throughout the course of the week, the coverage that it received and the eye opening experience that it was for, for myself and for many out on tour that it, it all, you know, honestly, we thought it all changed three years ago when USDA stopped doing the objective yield summaries for the August crop production report. But in reality, they had done a really nice job in in with their crop estimates in August, even without a, that objective uh, yield data, the objective yield plot data. This year proved that boy, it really could have helped them out a lot because once you open up the husks out in that eastern belt, or excuse me, the the western belt, it's really easy to see that uh, it's not the crop that USDA estimated it to be back in August. Um, Still got a lot of work to do. And as a matter of fact, the crop out east probably isn't as good as what they thought it was going to be back in August. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. Those estimates were based on a farmer survey as of August 1 conditions. August 1 conditions. Dude, Things have changed since August 1, and not just in the Western Belt, but in the Eastern Belt, too. So there's a lot of work, a lot of work that is going to be happening right now, right now, for that September 1 yield estimate when it comes out here in a couple of weeks. What about plant population? You have any thoughts? Ear ear populations is where I'll go to because that's what we count. Ear populations were off only about 1%. Okay. you know, in South Dakota and South Dakota took a big hit on the year populations. Nebraska was down uh, a bit more than what we saw in the rest in, in the uh, five other states. But the only state that we were in that had an increase in ear populations compared to 2022 was Minnesota. Hmm. That was the only one. Wow. So some of those early problems that we had in the spring in the eastern Corn Belt, you know, with the delayed plantings in Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, and then it got cold, and then it got – see, there were skips out there in the field, and you take one ear out of out of the equation, and it makes a difference. Yes. It, it makes a big difference. Uh, but the big culprit, 
in the in the eastern belt in particular was the grain length. We just didn't have the the length of grain on the year that we had last year. And last year was a record for the crop tour, uh, record calculated yield. So this year backed it off quite a bit, and uh, we'll see, we'll see. But 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 the supply. One of the one of the comments that I made to the Bloomberg reporter that was with us out on the Western Belt was that, you, you know, there are times when you can be prepared for what we saw in the Western Corn Belt, and the market can handle it, and the supply side can handle it, and the balance sheets can handle it. This is different. This this damage that we've got to the corn crop in the Western Belt is extremely poorly timed. Well, the market took notice. Now, uh, if you want to go through just a little bit, because I think this is important, the crop tour itself does not come up with an estimate. Go through what right. Pro Farmer does, Chip. Right, right. Okay, so we've got 12 routes that run in the Eastern Tour. We've got 10 routes that run in the Western Tour. And we've been running the same routes uh, for 30 years in the Eastern Belt and since 1998 in the Western Belt. We get into teams of three this year, and we set out. Uh, sometimes we split her up, but we stop every 15 to 20 miles or less, depending on how much time you've got in the, in the day. And uh, we get in a cornfield. We go 35 paces past the end rows. So you guys plant double head rows with 24 <laughs> uh, row planters. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but you get past the end rows and then go 35 paces in, lay out two 30-foot plots, count all the years that we'll make grain, pull the 58th and the 11th, uh, the average grain length in inches, the number of kernel rows around, and the row width in the field. That's what we need for the for the corn sample. Soybeans into a representative spot in the field, measure off three foot of row, count all the plants, pull three, count all the pods on the three. Then we can calculate the number of pods in three foot of row, and then we, de then we calculate the number of pods in a three by three foot square. We don't even do a yield calculation for soybeans because it's it's just too difficult at this time of the year too many other variables are still at play but from that we get the raw data jim that's that's raw data that has no analysis on it that has nothing on it that is a calculated yield based on the data that's collected in the fields uh, and that's what we put out during crop tour now, crop tour ends on Thursday night when that meeting in Rochester, and we must have had 800 people in that wow. meeting up there, Jim. Wow. It was, yeah, it was crazy. But we uh, we wrap things up on Thursday night. Then we go into lockup in the hotel room, yeah. and we hammer out what we think the national average corn yield will be, national average bean yield. We take into consideration things that are happening outside of the tour states. We take into consideration things that are happening inside of the tour states that can't be measured, that can't be measured by the grain length, the ear counts, the row width, and the kernel rows around. Uh, things like what we think the kernel size is going to be, uh, how well the crop is going to finish, the maturity of the crop. And, and disease pressure, is there disease pressure that's about to, you know, a year ago, a year ago that tar spot came into Illinois and, and after crop tour took 30 bushel, 40 bushel off of some of those fields uh, in Northern Illinois. So that's something that we've got to watch for. And, and uh, uh, so we take a lot of things into consideration that are outside of the tour and that all goes into making that, that crop estimate. And it's, it's quite the process. It's something that, uh, 
that a year ago, a year ago, I mean, we, we, <laughs> we made an acreage adjustment on corn and soybeans a year ago. I believe it was on corn. I, yeah. On corn and soybeans. And we missed the crop by a million bushels, 1 million bushels. We missed the bean crop by 1 million bushels. Now that's in, on the final. On yeah. USDA's final. On USDA's final. Yeah. And that was in the third week of August. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've fine tuned a lot of the things that we do and, and hopefully, hopefully the success that USDA had a year ago in getting the crop right is going to carry over to this year. Well, I know, and I, you know, uh, I get a lot of emails and calls and the longtime yeah. traders, if uh, most of them at, for corn, their second digit was a seven. Ours was a yeah. six, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, yes. and that's why I think you saw the market sensitivity of that estimate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think when everybody kind of takes a look at the at the numbers that are out there, it it's hard to make a six bushel jump to get to a one six. Uh, it it wasn't that hard for me. Hmm. It, it it really wasn't. Um, there are some tough conditions out there, and. And the, the big question that everybody was asking, even before we went out on the road, was could the East be good enough to offset the bushels that were lost in the West? Well, not only was the East not good enough to offset the bushels lost, we took some bushels off, off of the East from what USDA thought were there on August 1. Mm. So um, a good example of that, uh, the irrigated corn in Nebraska – was down 6% from a year ago, down 6%. The dryland corn down 18%. But even the irrigated corn wasn't enough to offset the losses. It, okay. Did you see any uh, any aspects of fertilizer or the lack thereof impact? Yeah, I think that drought stress crop in South Dakota and Northeast Nebraska and parts of Southeast Nebraska looks weird. Hmm. Looks weird. A number one thing they did was a lot of the dryland guys thought, heck, it worked a year ago. We're going to go for it. And they put a lot of seed in the ground. But they had such good yields the year before it. And then you get the, you get the jump in fertilizer prices this year. That big yield in 2021 probably upped the requirements from a normal dose of P and K and even in some cases even nitrogen on that crop in South Dakota and Northeast Nebraska. So it did hit to me that there were some issues with fertility in those areas. And then the weeds got away from the guys in the soybeans out West too. It's, yeah, it, I saw it's several, be more than a few comments on that during the week. And from a market perspective, Chip, with wheat relatively still high priced, mm -hmm. that's not serving as a safety valve for wheat as a feed grain, right? So no, that's more no up not crop. at all. Yeah, not at all. Okay, that's enough of crop tour. We okay. need to move on. Sure. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, want to be a part of the conversation, jump in on that comments tab and we will get to it as we can. Jim, I, I want to look at a couple of things from last week because Jackson Hole really proved to be something worth watching. I wish I could have spent a little bit more time with it, but Powell, uh, Fed Chairman Powell was a whole lot more hawkish than he was before. 
He said there's going to be pain for consumers. Yeah. Higher for longer is how I wrote it today, Chip. And he was a mini Paul Volcker. Uh, He's not Paul Volcker, but it looks like he he got religion on on, uh, his number one focus and number two focus and number three focus is inflation. So we're going to have higher interest rates, either a 50 or 75 basis point uh, boost in September, another one in November, and then we'll have to check. The first barometer uh, for new data will come out this Friday, Chip, with yeah. the employment report. Right, right. We'll talk about that more in just a little bit. Uh, President Biden, I feel like he's testing his limits when he decided that he was going to forgive student loans up to $20,000 for some borrowers if you've been successful with that college degree that you're still paying for doggone it you don't get any relief but if you've been unsuccessful with it okay we'll give you some relief yeah and it will be challenged in the courts and uh again i don't like to talk to too many lawyers it just gives me a migraine usually but most of them i've talked with say he does not have the authority and frankly president biden himself uh, said that uh, a year ago that he didn't yeah. think he had the authority and so did uh, speaker of the so house do it? Pelosi. so it, why did he do it be- elections I mean, they'll say that that's not the case. Come on, give me a break. Uh, they want to go after that uh, younger uh, vote. But I know there's some offsets because more than a few students who don't qualify for this thing are not very happy about it as well. And parents, by the way. What do you think Split Ticket is going to say about this? Well, uh, you mean the prognosticator? Firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The I new think kid on the block. Absolutely, the new kid on the block. I I dealt with them uh, in, in in my in my the uh, you know week ahead. Uh, they're they're looking at mainly other data that Biden is is going for his people chip that mm-hmm. and the the Supreme Court case, the Dobbs case that that at least in unison. The prognosticators of elections are saying this could mean possibly mean that the Democrats holding on to the Senate. But this morning I wrote every August uh, and September, uh, when you have Senate elections, these prognosticators and pollsters try to talk themselves out of their earlier season yeah. predictions. And frequently they do themselves wrong, Chip. Uh, because it, I think eventually it's going to come down to uh, the gasoline prices, which is still hurting, and yep. food prices. So, yep. uh, but but that's what the uh, you know what they're saying right now. They're, they they all of them are still saying the the Republicans uh, will take over the House, but by a narrower majority, ten to right. twenty. Right. Uh, but in the Senate, when you look at some of those races, and, and I will admit it, it doesn't look good right now for the Republicans. But between now and Election Day, history shows those elections narrow. And then that's where the final call uh, for the speeches to see whether or not they can, you know, you know, get over that uh, line you know, for victory, either political party. Remember when Gingrich like him or hate him, I don't care. When Gingrich came with the contract 
with America? Do we do, do the Republicans need something like that? Uh, I think that they do as long as they don't get too detailed because you have to show what you're for. Now, Mitch McConnell, the, the Republican leader in the Senate, doesn't want to do that. The House uh, minority leader, McCarthy from California, does. So they're going to come out with stuff. What Gingrich says is tie, the, tie every Democratic candidate to Biden. Look what's going on. Look at the open border. Look at food prices. Look at your energy policy. Look what they're doing to crude oil. Uh, all that, the border. Uh, so I think Gingrich, I'm a Gingrich fan because uh, he's a student of history. Of course, that was my major in college. And he spins, he, he spins a good weave there. Uh, so I think if they listen to him, they should say what they're going to do. Can't just complain. Got to yeah. have a plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about split ticket. What, what are they? They're younger people. You know, I asked my good friend, David Wasserman over, I emailed him over the weekend. I say, hey, what about this group, this new kid on the block? He says, they're very smart, younger people that are doing a pretty good job. I would follow them. And that's all I needed to start writing about them. Okay. And when you we have a link on the ProFarmer site to their service and uh, it for the background information, these are younger people, go-getters, modelers, et cetera, and they have passion. And and I always like people with a passion. And so uh, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch them. Yes, another good, uh, of course, the Cook Political Report is good. They're the established one. And there's uh, Inside Elections. That's uh, Nathan uh, Gonzalez. Uh, so I'll, I'll be talking about them as well. And we're probably going to have him either on AgriTalk or our signal to noise because I dealt with them over the weekend as well. Yeah. We should uh, try to get David Wasserman on again here pretty yes. quick too. Sometime. Uh, Rhonda, I see your comment and your question about the potato harvest. We will do some research on that and get back to it. And then the comment from Gary, I'm going to go ahead and read this here. You are canceling one quarter of the average loan debt while, while the same day, another 3 billion to Ukraine. Do you even Democrat bro? Come on. Now, all or nothing seems to be what I'm gathering from my peers. <laughs> it seems like a pretty good summary, Jim. Yeah, it is. It's it, just a, so much money going out, uh, no, no matter what. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of money. A lot of okay. money. Okay. Yeah, good comment, Gary. Thank you. Uh, letter. What is this letter from Energy Secretary Granholm? She uh, sent the letter to the natural gas exporters last week, was first reported in the Wall Street Journal, saying you might want to temper some of your natural gas exports. You know, look at the linkage to that, where we've, uh, number one, they, they want to put a governor on them, uh, you know, Chip. And so when this was revealed, look what that does to their European strategy, trying to help out. Uh, uh, Europe, especially Germany. Uh, and uh, so, again, this is behind the scenes stuff. Uh, uh, and, it, and it doesn't play well with our oh. European allies. Jim, 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 it, this is dangerous, dangerous yep. waters to tread into. Yes, it is. It, it's a it, it's not a stoppage, but it's a governor. And 
just uh, it, you just shouldn't do that. Now, uh, and look at the the, the, uh, the this this worldwide weather. I mean, you look at today's yeah. Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, uh, The Economist. All of them have major articles on worldwide weather problems. Uh, you saw it in Pakistan over the weekend, where a one-third of their country oh, the flooded. is in trouble. Yeah, flooded. Yeah. Uh, China, uh, oh, just uh, their, their worst drought ever. Uh, and now they're getting floods over the weekend. You know, they seeded the clouds, by the way. They were probably <laughs> too successful, you know. And I don't have to tell you the problems throughout the U.S. and the Philippines, the sugar crop. So I'm telling you, this thing's building. It's not getting better. It's getting worse, Chip. I hope they include some analysis on the 89-year uh, cycles, weather cycles that, that are in play out there when they, when they do these stories. Because, I mean, I've talked about it a million times. How when 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 a, a 21 year old kid at Iowa State University has somebody that he really looks up to and says, boy, I really envy you. You're going to be at the height of your career and the at a time when the world's weather is most volatile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alan Taylor told me this in 1986. Yes. To watch out for it. It's going to yeah. peak in 2025. And after that, it's pretty benign and easy sailing for a while. So. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, also, over the weekend, talking about treading into some, some dangerous waters, the U.S. sent some ships through the Strait of Taiwan. Um, is that poking, or what is that? Well, no, I don't think in that case it isn't, because the U.S., yeah. I think, had to do that. The significance there, Chip, is they sent two, two ships, where previous years they sent one. So that was the signal that China got. And there was a relatively tepid response from China. So yeah. they're going to let it go. So, so far, so good. Yeah, I thought it was, um, as you said, a tepid response as well, it's, it, and which concerns me. I mean, may, maybe you upset them to the point where they're not going to speak until they take action. Yes. Uh, you never know. Which That's you, right. I'm saying you will, we'll know their true colors after the party Congress in late October or yep. sometime in November. Okay. Not you mentioned, you mentioned food prices. I heard the, the analysis of this is that it's now cheaper to eat out at restaurants. What? What are you talking about? Well, the reason they said it is because grocery store bills are up an average of 13%, but the restaurant tabs are up just 7%. Doesn't mean it's cheaper to eat at restaurants. No. It just well, means that tip too. You have to tip restaurants, <laughs> so that'll take right. care of that differential right exactly. away. But I'll tell you, everybody that I talk with, including myself, when I go to the supermarket, I it just I, I can't get out of there for one person with less than a hundred dollars now. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah. And yeah. many families are at the three hundred dollar level. So it, Jim, it's going Jim, on. Jim, stay out of the liquor aisles. <laughs> it'll, 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 oh no in virginia we have abc stores here okay. <laughs> oh my gosh okay uh so we've got that the week ahead let's get into this uh you, you mentioned the jobs report that's coming up on friday for the financial markets after the big sell-off that we had on friday and i believe we were under some pressure the futures were before we got started here this morning and yeah, we're about 200 points lower in the Dow, a little bit more than that right now. Uh, it, 
the, that's got to be the main focus, right? Oh, it is. It is. And they want to see if there's going to be another surprise. Remember, last month was much higher, uh, double than what the trade uh, estimate was, Chip. I think that the traders in the industry are misreading. That's why they think this is such an unusual, if we're in a recession, it's such unusual because right now, Chip, I think, I may be wrong, I don't think I am, we're now at the number of people working, okay, uh, higher than what we had before the pandemic, okay? Okay. Now, what I think the industry is misreading is that these jobs are continuing to increase because uh, for a couple of reasons. But the major one is now people are scared who have a job. Uh, they don't want to quit. And number two, people who were sitting on the sidelines for whatever reason are starting to look for jobs because they're, they're, they're experiencing these $300 bills every time they go to the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, HH, yes, absolutely. Uh, and you are in the right spot. If you want to be asking any questions, we'd be happy to do that. Rhonda, you've got a good idea. Raise your food out there like grandma did. And uh, okay. You know what? I, Melody asked the question about look at the weakening magno, magnetosphere, magnetosphere in relation to weather changes. I don't have a good. I, I don't have a comment to make on that, but we can do some research we'll, on it. We'll we'll research it. There there yeah. are experts of any of any element in the in the weather area. Right, right. So our answer, HH, is we don't know, <laughs> but we will we will do some research on it because that stuff interests me. I'll we we will definitely uh, we we will definitely get into it. Jim, funding for the items in the Inflation Reduction Act. And by the way, they backed away from calling it the Inflation Reduction Act until the ad started running this weekend for the Democrat Party, where they say, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act. We're going to negotiate uh, uh, drug costs for Medicare in two years. Yeah. Um, we are, they mentioned a lot of things, but they went back to saying we passed the Inflation Reduction Act. They're making a big deal about it again. Uh, it, uh, it seems to me like that's a mistake. I'm just saying because people are going to be looking for when's my gas getting cheaper? When's my food getting cheaper? When's the inflation rate going down? And it's not going to happen between now and the elections. No, I saw a big story from wherever I read too much, but out of Nevada, Chip, and that's going to be that's one of these key Senate races. OK, and they they ask the people in Nevada about that reconciliation bill or the Inflation Reduction Act. The majority of people didn't know much about it. All they wanted to talk about was the food price run up and the gasoline yeah. prices. And yeah. I think that's what you're going Boy. to see. That's what you're going to see. Boy, yeah, that that's setting the the platform yes. for a fight in, in the election. Uh, Tony, I'm not going to argue with you uh, because a lot of the uh, the provisions in the inflation reduction deal it's a Green New Deal. So it, I thought really you said they bill. I thought you said they changed the line. <laughs> oh, there you go, Tony. They changed the lie. Yeah. Uh, funding. It's a climate bill. It's a climate yes. bill. Absolutely. Okay. So the the funding. Are they going to do a turnaround on, on Senator Manchin? 
on the permitting. Uh, I'll tell you, there are already Democrats who are saying, don't put that part of the continuing resolution bill to get them through the November 8th elections. And that's not going to go well. So, yeah, we have a major sensitive issue once Congress returns in September, uh, you know, early to mid-September, because now a number of key Democrats are running the opposite way and saying, no, uh, have a separate vote for, uh, you know, Senator Manchin, who struck a deal for his vote for the Inflation Reduction Act, but in return, he wanted uh, the uh, more flexible permitting uh, of, uh, of of the energy sector uh, to go as part of the continuing resolution. They're rethinking that at the, at the top, you know, Democratic line, Chip. Not going okay. to be good. It's going to be an internal battle. Would that pull Manchin into the race for, for the president? For president? Where he'd just say, listen, I've you had know, I don't, I don't, th well, you never know. Uh, uh, I think he personally caved at the end. So yeah. that won't okay. help him. I, I just right. don't think so. I'd have to guess no. All right. Um, Jim, we, we don't have a lot of time. We're going to go a couple of minutes over here. Lightning round. Right. The shipping situation with the, the containers, it's, it's not getting better. It's getting worse at the ports. And it's because of just these like, like, Temporary blockages downstream are forcing everything back to the ports. Yes, and the Wall Street Journal has a story that now uh, the the shortages with trucks it's moved to the land because they're using some of these containers for storage chip. Okay, yeah. Now, because of the inventory buildup in in our retail sector, so now there's a run on trucks. Uh, that and that's not only in this country. You should see some of the uh, the Yangtze River in China. Uh, they're uh, they're they're moving so many trucks in in order to move their products to their own industry. So we're we're way away from, from settling the logistics issues. In fact, they're increasing now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, surprise, surprise, Jim. There's actually a need for some CO2. And yeah. all this effort to sequester it and stick it underground and make CO2 out to be a bad thing, even though it's like the thing that life is made of, it's uh, creating some issues for some of the food manufacturers. In the food industry, and they're sending the emails out, please help us out. Send us some. Yes. Okay. So that, that'll be give, discussed in, in the food industry today. Give me the top item you're looking for. Look, going to watch this week. What I'm going to look for this yeah. week? Oh, it's the employment report. I okay. think that sets the tone for the direction of the Fed in September, uh, whether or not they go 50 or 75 basis points, and to see whether or not we get any other surprises uh, 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 in that report. Uh, and from the ag sector, it's this, uh, um, the uh, you know, the weather, the crop development uh, uh, issues there. But I think you're better at that one. But from Washington's perspective, it's all employment report on Friday. Excellent. All right, just a quick update. Corn is trading seven to nine cents higher. 
soybeans 15 cents lower we'll call it wheat is is trading uh mostly higher here this morning we've got the equities under some pressure and i tell you what uh come back this afternoon or excuse me come back later this morning 1006 central for agritalk we're going to have machinery pete and kip eiderberg from the ag equipment manufacturers we will be back on tuesday on Tuesday, tuesday september 6th have a great labor day everybody keep watching for those signals 